What's up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm John A. And I'm Brittany. Unfortunately, as you can tell, Ashley is not here with us today. So um, just bear with us as we navigate without our fearless leader. We're going to work this shit out. We got this, y'all. Survivors, we got this. <laughs> Welcome to the park, motherfuckers. Johnne and Brittany got the motherfucking keys. <laughs> y'all, it is the last movie of our theme for the month, Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest, Be Our Guest. Where every movie this month includes a hotel that you can check in, but you may not check out of. Whew. But that also means... If you want to know what we're covering next month, you got to stick around to the end. Survivors, y'all can keep up with us on our socials. So if you are not already, make sure that you are following us and interacting with us at D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you know what? If you want that exclusive content and you want to spend special time with us, come join us on our Patreon. All links can be found in the show notes. Hello. <laughs> Why did you do that below? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> this week we are covering Vacancy that came out in 2007. It is currently streaming on Hulu and Pluto TV. Have you ever stayed in a seedy motel like this? No. No, I ain't ever stayed in no seedy motel. I was actually going to ask you what animal would you swerve the fuck away from? And just fuck up your car for it. But um, no, I would I would never in my life stay in a CD motel like this. I would rather die. Yo, did you not hear when I said that I had ran over a dead deer going like almost 80 miles per hour or 95? So you telling me you there's not a single animal you would swear for? You, I mean, yeah, you hit a dead deer, but it was already dead. I ain't seen it until the last minute. It was, it was dark. Like when I say it was like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Because I take early flights okay i always take i try to take the first flight out because as you can see if you don't take the first flight out you might not be able to get on a standby i got a whole story about that shit <laughs> i told you my bag didn't make it back till today i know and that has happened to me once coming back from vegas and i wasn't even supposed to stay in vegas i had a layover and my flight got fucking canceled we almost missed our flight and our layover. We had two hours to get from MBJ to ATL to GTR. Tell me why. These This is nothing to do about hitting the car. But tell me why. These motherfuckers, my bag didn't come around at all. I sat there and waited the whole time because the flight landed at 6.30. It didn't start boarding till 8.30. So I'm sitting there waiting. We had enough time for Jose to do his global entry interview. Dang. Wait for four of the people to get called before him. Come out. Wait for my bag that didn't come. At 8.15, mind you, I said the flight started boarding at 8.30. It was 8.36. 8.15, my bag hadn't came yet. And I'm like, okay, what to do? Go ask the fucking Delta representative. He's like, oh, no, it's not here. People who told me it was here lied to me, had no clue what they're talking about. It was somewhere else. It'll be delivered to the plane, and y'all can make it if you step on it. Mind you, Jose drunk as fuck. We just left for all-inclusive, y'all. I don't drink, but he does. So 
We walking fast, like stepping on it. This did not go well for the alcohol in his stomach. Ooh. Oh no, no, it did not. He went to the bathroom in the plane, and that's how serious it was after this. We made it. My bag didn't. Damn. Ooh. Yesterday was hell. When like I, I know, you- I know that that was a long time because that glo- could they tell you for your global entry interview that they won't interview you until all the people who are in line and customs have made it through. Then they'll take you. That's crazy. I, I, we made it at six thirty. After we stepped to it, cause I texted you about the long ass walk. Mm-hmm. We still had time to do his interview. People in front of him go. Bag still ain't appeared. Damn. It was eight fifteen when we decided to say fuck it after Delta representative said the bag was gonna make it. Damn. Yeah, it was it was fucking tragic. Um, tragic as hell. You know what else was tragic? child loss and that is our lone trigger that i can think of for this episode you know there's general unalive in in the film that's that's not really a trigger because no one's unaliving themselves it's murder what about the fact you getting peeped on in a hotel room that's that that's something because that's a whole little voyeurism that's not necessarily a trigger I don't know. Maybe it is. I know it's a whole sex category. So, yeah, the voyeurism is a category in porn. Never mind peep shows. Understand? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not supposed to be making triggers funny. I am so sorry, you guys. Bear with us. Bear with us. I'm so we got sorry, the keys. Ashley. We got the keys, and we just don't know how to act today. All right. You're not. You you ready to go for park announcements? Park recommend. God damn it! Park Girl. recommendations. Yes. Park recommendations. Hold on, wait. Yes. <laughs> you ready to go for park recommendations? Yes, girl. Park recommendations. Listen, I'm gonna have to go with 2009's A Perfect Getaway. Why? Nothing to do with the motel, hotel situation, but it has everything to do with vacationing. People not, never mind, I can't say that. You know what, vacationing gone wrong. You should not trust folks when you're on vacation. This seems like it's very obvious. It's not very obvious to people. People are very trusting. I can't even, I can't even like, because I am one of those people who is very trusting on vacation. Ain't no way I fuck you that trusting. I haven't seen that movie. I don't know what happened, but I can tell you that I am very trusting on vacation. I have left resorts with people that I didn't know. Oh, you'd be in this movie. To ride on the back of a motorcycle with a local. I was 25. It was my 25th birthday. I was young and dumb. And, um. You know what? Live life on the wild side. I guess. Child, I, I when I say that since then I have not done anything crazy like that because this last time we were in the Dominican Republic in June, the same thing happened, but it wasn't to me. This time it was happened to a friend of mine who was in our friend group. Um, we were on a party boat. We met some guys, and they wanted to drive us back to the hotel, and we said hell the fuck no, 
and we got on our shuttle and went back to our hotel. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But see, 25 job day? I would have been like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, girl. Out. Mm. So I might be in a perfect getaway because when I, I everybody always asks me, how did I like that week? And I always say it was the best week of my life. And I was out there making dumb decisions. And I could have been one of those people that ends up on the news. And my boyfriend be talking shit about me all the time. And says that I will run off with a stranger. I'm Brittany. sorry, survivors. <laughs> I'm literally Brittany. just sitting here blinking. Mouth <laughs> open like, what the fuck? I ain't have shit else to say, survivors. I, I honestly. Mm, I'm, I'm, yeah. What is Ashley? I was kerfluffled. Kerfluffled. Because I ain't fucking get it. I was literally sitting here like, no. Not you going and just randomly doing shit. But hey, if that's what yeah, you want to do. Like, and then here's the thing. It was so, what was so bad about it is when I told my boyfriend this story about my trip, he was like, you did what? Cause I, okay, so I didn't even tell my friends that I had left the resort. Like, I just met the dude. He worked, okay, so he worked at the hotel. Probably why they got cameras all up and through that resort now because of the shenanigans that the workers was doing with the guests. But he worked at the hotel and we were texting or whatever. And like, we, I jumped on the back of the, the motorcycle. He came and got me from the gate, jumped on the back of the motorcycle. We went for a little ride. Ended up on the beach, you know. And, yeah. I'm glad you alive. And I'm glad... I'm, I'm glad that I'm alive, too. Because when I think about the dumb shit that I did, that trip... Yeah. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got anything else. Um, you know what? <laughs> Y'all, Brittany's face right now. I can survive now. That was 25-year-old Johnny. okay? I am about to be 30, November 23rd. Okay, I have grown. I have learned, okay? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not running off of resorts with strangers. Um, survivors, listen, if you got any park recommendations that would fit today's ride, please, please, dear God, let us know, first of all, how to get John A. some help. But secondly, 25-year-old John A., let me go ahead and put that in there. But secondly, let us know on our Twitter. Please, let us know if you got any similar movies. I know y'all got something. Listen, I had wrote down in my notes, I had never seen this film before, but that's a fucking lie. I remember seeing this film when it came out because at the time it was this number you could call where people like would be screaming in the background and it would tell you your specials. And I, this, the hotel specials, why folks is literally fucking screaming life or death behind them. And I remember calling that number. I remember calling and I remember seeing this film. I just don't remember when I watched it. So I know I had to watch it back in like 07, 08. I... I ain't seen it since then, if I can go ahead and say that. So it went to the farthest, farthest parts of my mind. I had not seen this movie. This was my first watch, but 
I did see that about this advertising that they had that toll free number one eight 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 nine vacancy. And, and let you me can't tell call you, it up. They was literally screaming like it was like I can't do it because it'll fuck up the mic. And I know Ashley gonna listen to this later. Um, I ain't gonna do it, but they was literally like screaming in the back, and you could hear him, <laughs> and you're like, the fuck? And he's literally talking in the same cheerful ass way he was talking when they first walked in the bitch. I know. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is, I'm, it didn't fit. You're like, it's clearly somebody dying in the back, but you sound happy to tell me these specials. I don't know. This film was directed by Nimrod Antal, written by Mark L. Smith, produced by Hal Lieberman. It was actually fucking produced by his production company, too. That's a weird ass production company name, but I'ma let it go. But mostly you'll know Screen Gems and it was distributed by Sony Pictures and they had a nineteen million dollar budget. Um pretty good budget. Most of that went to the set. Um the cast really ain't ain't so many folks in here, obviously. We had Kate Beckinsale. And if you don't know who the fuck Kate Beckinsale is, I'm silently judging you because this bitch has been in some movies. If you do not know her from Underworld and Van Helsing, I I don't know what to tell you. So I did not watch either of those movies, but her face is very familiar. So, and the name is familiar. You ain't seen Underworld? Nah, girl. You fuck with vampires. I know, but it was something about Underworld that didn't really appeal to me. Maybe it's all the fucking, because they was fucking a lot in that movie. Not a lot, but they had a whole, every single movie they had, they had time for a sex scene. And I'm like, hmm. you know, I wouldn't know, because I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm telling you. You have. Oh, but before we move on, do you know that Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker was originally selected to play Amy? Yes, I do. They They cut her ass out, like, really right before filming that she didn't make it. They ended up switching her out for Kate Beckinsale. I don't know how I would do with her. I would not like it. Have you seen the way Sarah acts? Look, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Um, it could, I don't think that this movie would be the same with her as Amy. Now I will I, say that Kate got on my nerves, but I think Sarah would have made it worse. Kate can act though, so I appreciate the fact she got on my motherfucking nerves. Um, I don't know how I feel about SJP playing this, honestly. It's enough. I, I also don't know how I felt about Luke Wilson being in this film, playing the husband, David. Well, this is the second time that he's been in the park. He was in Soul Survivors. <laughs> I wouldn't hit for that. Um, y'all should know him from about, he was an old school. Um, Zombie Man it? Double Tap. Exactly, because he is playing the other Tallahassee. I'm he not was the stab version of Billy in Scream 2. He was in My Super Ex-Girlfriend with Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah. That was a very enjoyable movie. Surprise, surprise, Survivors. I just named a non-horror movie. So if you had did not listen to this episode, you missed out on that gem. Because I normally don't name non-horror films. Y'all understand this and know this. <laughs> <laughs> we got Frank Whaley as Mason. He really aged. He doesn't mm-hmm. look like that no more. That's nope. very... 
that's what happens. They crack. It really is. Um, and we got Ethan Embry as the mechanic. Y'all, that's really mostly everybody. Everybody else is just kind of either snuff victims or killers or the truck driver. So, okay, so Ethan, I was like, huh, his face looks familiar. And my ass was like, oh, that's Coyote on uh, Grace and Frankie. On what? It's the show about two old women who, okay. Grace and Frankly is on Netflix. It has Jane Fonda and I forget the other woman's name. And their husbands divorced them and got married to each other. Yes. And so now the show is about navigating the fact that now their husbands are married to each other and now they live together because the house that they live in now was the beach house that they both visited all the time their two families because they were family friends and it's crazy because apparently while they were in the house all together when the summertime during family vacations the husbands were fucking and i was just yeah it's a nice comedy with jane fonda i love jane fonda so i'm gonna have to give that a watch okay before i get sidetracked y'all did y'all know that luke and kate was luke and kate were not they weren't cool in this fucking film and honestly, that makes a lot. Once I read that after I watched the movie, it makes sense why she was so like she was already disgusted with him because of the fact that their son died. Spoiler alert. But like now it makes sense. Her disgust was real. I swear, like when they in the car and they hating each other, when they in the hotel and they hating each other, the whole movie until the end, basically, when he got spoiler stabbed the fuck up. Um, you know what? We should just hit the spoiler button. Hit that <laughs> shit. Um, cause it's spoilers galore. But until he got stabbed the fuck up, this bitch did not like him. And I could see why. Because he came un- came to the set unprepared, mm-hmm. had his fucking little stunt double reading the fucking lines when he was off screen. Um, yep. I think he was hung over. Yep. Like she she even said to the point, she ain't gonna work with his ass no more. And hungover, late, everything, y'all. No, that's why they, they did not get along, but it gave great tension, so we gotta fuck with it. Also, if you can't tell by the opening sequence, even though it was long as fuck, this was an Alfred Hitchcock inspired film. Mm-hmm. So they chose to go with less on the gore, especially because this came out when you know it was a torture porn scene. Looking at you, hostile. Um, a lot of a lot of torture porn movies they did not go with this theme they were like nope we're gonna go for the chills and the thrills and not so much the kills even though they were in here you notice that it wasn't wasn't bloody you might have seen a nipple but that was all you seen i was actually very okay with the blood this time it wasn't bad you know me and i enjoyed the suspense version write that shit down right now make a note bookmark this shit. It needs to go in the show notes below. John A is okay with the blood. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and something really interesting. So we got to shout out the production crew because this film whole set was built. You is not about to go and find the Pinewood Motel. Mm -mm. They built this shit. They had an interior set. 
an exterior set. And they did such a good job that the fucking director was like he needed to go home and take a shower to what to watch the feel of it all. Even though this is a brand new set, they made it look that fucking rundown. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. And just one side note, so in case you think it's kind of weird that old buddy was so friendly, Mason was really, really friendly and really jovial. The director and Frank, that's the person, that's the actor who plays him, decided that they want to do that on purpose. They didn't want you to be suspicious of him. Even though, I mean, walking into a motel and being greeted by screams is kind of suspicious. It is suspicious. It's hella suspicious. I guess you thrown off when the guy who works there is just extremely friendly and just blames it on being bored. I mean, we're a horror movie podcast, so can you can't really blame him. We talked about movies where people die and scream horribly, so I guess I can see how that works. What? We would seem suspicious. We talking about folks dying. I know you've seen the black phone. I think that was it. Um, you know what? You ready? You ready? I'm getting the line. I am ready. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. Design a spooky hotel. And we'll tell you about the ghost that lives in it. Why? Because that hotel, that motel has a lot of fucking ghosts in it. I know y'all seen all them snuff films that came out on the DVD. I know you've seen all. First of all, yo, they actually released all the snuff films. Okay, that. so I didn't watch that, and I wasn't planning on watching that because I just feel like, no, 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 I'm not watching. But um, did you watch? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I can do that to myself. For the folks who want to watch it, I just don't want to see bloody titties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually shocked that we got titties this movie. We ain't had a movie with titties in a minute. We did get titties. We did get titties. When? We, we I no no. I was just saying we got them in this one. Oh. You know, if you pay attention, also sadly, we also got a black dude getting stabbed up in the corner. Yeah, like, I saw that. I was like, you could have left that shit out. Yeah. But fuck it. If we want representation, we, we were also okay have to- with not being represented in this movie. <laughs> I was trying to be devil's advocate, okay? No. Okay, well, fuck it. Then he get to finish the sentence, and that's all that matters. So, where will your hotel be located? In the middle of the woods, and the woods are kind of spooky, with, like, some green and bluish hues going on in the background, kind of like my hair. Um, In an abandoned ski resort. Who would choose that? The overlook? But not the overlook? No. What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, near an alleged haunted retirement home. Side note, um, I think all retirement homes are haunted. It's just the nature of the game. And in an old insane asylum. I am going with the allegedly haunted retirement home. You know what? Since I want ghosts to be there, I'm just gonna put that bitch in the middle of the woods. 
And then how are they gonna find you? MapQuest is hiking. MapQuest will exist. That's why you gotta use it. <laughs> I, you can't use Google or Apple Maps or Waze. No, you got MapQuest it. Or you get out an old, old ass road map and you can find it that way. Cause that's the only people I want to come anyways. I don't <sighs> want anybody to miss you. <laughs> Um, what kind of people do you invite to stay at your hotel? Families, couples, old people, or lone travelers? Um, I'm gonna go with couples because I'm not in the business of killing children. Um, old people that screams old people abuse, and I'm not down with that. And lone travelers. Uh, I mean, that seems easy, but I'm gonna go with couples. I too pick couples, but for a fucked up reason. I want you all to bond over your trauma as I kill you both. I really want to amp wow. up that factor. What? I mean, families, like, you ain't even gotta kill kids. You could take the kids and raise them as your own, like, Countess from American Horror Story Hotel. You can do that. You ain't gotta kill the children, but that's too much fucking work. I'm not gonna raise your fucking kids. Yeah. No. And old people, I don't deal with old people abuse. It very, very much bothers me. Rental pal gets under my skin to this day because of that. And um, lone travelers, like you said, it's too easy. So we are clearly going with couples. Cause I need to what? I need you hopeless. Oh my God. All right. Pick a room to let your guests stay in. We've seen this room before. It's that room with that creepy bitch. Yeah. We talked about this room last week in our quiz. That Victorian room. We got a return guest survivors. It's the bitch in the painting. <laughs> um, We have a Minions inspired room with the nice little pod and everything and a red chair in the background you even got the goggles on the curtain nice touch um we have an old victorian home looks like a vampire stays there from the good 1700s or something like that they just got off the boat because they still got all these fabrics and everything and then we got a nursery very creepy ass nursery and i love dolls but the way yeah, this is done some dolls it looked like you're gonna die in here yeah. I don't even see a bed. There's no bed. I think it's a baby bed in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. You're not sleeping in here. You can just go ahead and know if you get this room, you're dying in the first five minutes. So I am going to go with the vampire Victorian room because I want my guests to still, still kind of romantic a little bit the bed sheets are red you know and all that got red walls you know got a fireplace and some can fake candlelit chandeliers you know i want them to be comfortable romanticized all that all that jazz all the other ones are too scary you gotta you gotta trick them you know you gotta trick your guests so i'm going with that one you know what i'm gonna pick this bitch because she's a return guest and we can't we can't keep ignoring return visitors to the park. We can't keep doing that. We got to <laughs> greet them. Because Ashley said we had to greet people. We couldn't just stare at them and blink. So come on. I'm going to pick you little little creepy ass bitch on the wall. Just Because I default. will stare at you and blink. 
how many nights do most people stay at your hotel? One, four, seven, or forever? I'm going to go with four because my hotel is by a retirement home. And, you know, some people might be visiting their family. So I'm going to go with four. You know what? I'm going to go with, um, it's a mix between one and forever. Because you, you know what? I'm going to go with one. Why? Because you're going to stay at least one night to give you a sense of security. And then you're going to die, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning or some shit. Something odd. I can't let it be 3. You have to be running for your life at 3 a.m. during the witching hour. Oh you, can't just, you can't just be waking <laughs> up. That doesn't give me enough time to fuck with you. So I'm going to get you up about 1.32-ish. So technically, you stayed one night. Yeah. Pick a neat... Un- Amenity. Oh, that word almost fucked me up. <laughs> Gigantic maze-like pool. <laughs> yeah, this is really a big-ass maze, too. If you, You're going to drown trying to swim through this. Honestly. Unless you got some strong-ass swim strokes that can really hold, really, really float. And I don't mean in the Pennywise way. I mean, like, actually floating. You so fucked. this pool, this maze pool, it reminds me of those mazes that the people on TikTok are making for The Sims, where like they're going to get the drugs at the end of the maze, and some of them actually have like swimming pools in the maze that they have to go through. This is that that's what that's giving me—a gigantic drug-fueled Sims maze. I love the Sims maze when they do them in houses and make them get to the food and they die along the way. Dang. They'd be so tired because you overexert them for walking to get the food. Dang. <laughs> oh, sorry, y'all. Unused exercise room. No, because those can be used against me. I'm not giving you anything you can hit me with. In room laundry machines. I could do something with it. Or McDonald's esque play place. I have trauma with the McDonald's play place. So one time I was not in it, but I was there when this happened. There was a snake up in the tunnels and there was kids in there. I was not in there because I was with my Nana. My Nana had a thing about letting me go in play places. So yeah, after that, that was it for us. But I am gonna go with the in-room laundry machines. You could do a lot with those. You know what? This reminds me a lot of, was that Clown? I know you don't fuck with these movies. But wasn't it Clown that had the McDonald's play place in that motherfucker? I think it was. Yeah. I'm gonna pick that one just because of that. Because you could really, really fuck with some damn, especially because couples are in there, to have them go in and you have motherfuckers just pop out at them. Perfect. Now why would a couple go in there? They ain't, got no, no fucking, they ain't got no fucking choice. They're scared and running for their life. Oh my gosh. But no kids are at your hotel because you're you're appealing to couples. I know that's my point. I want them. I want them hopeless. I want them oh in this gosh. bitch trying to flee and hide or some shit, and then somebody just pop up on the side. Like they, they're not getting a pool. Think the Sims, or is it? I think. Um. Well, this is fucked up. Pick a movie that will be the one that will be the only one guests can rent. The B movie. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Sausage Party. And all of the Mr. Bean movies. 
I'm mad that you, it says that pick a movie that will be the only one guests can rent, but then they give you an option that says all of the Mr. Bean movies. Like, that doesn't make sense. They didn't try. I'm gonna go with Sausage Party because I got traumatized from that movie. Oh, I'm definitely picking Sausage Party. <laughs> and I'm gonna have it playing on the last fucking scene in the movie. Repeatedly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole movie can be traumatizing, especially the fucking the juicer person, the juicer juice. He needed some help. That no. whole movie traumatizing. Fuck it. It I is. Know. I remember going to see it in theaters, and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" So I forgot what I was going to see in theaters around that time. Maybe it was this movie. I think I saw this movie in theaters. In your face, Donnell. I saw a movie in theaters. Um, but I went and saw Sausage Party because I thought it was going to be something else. And I totally get because folks was walking out and talking about the fact they were walking out on the ending part. And I brought Jose to go to this movie, y'all. Anybody who's seen Sausage Party knows he ain't trust me to go to the movies for a long time after this. <laughs> Cause he, he went to he went to sleep on the movie, so he didn't see the ending. But he woke up at the tail end of the ending, and he looked at me like someone's wrong with me. And I was like, "It's not my fault." They didn't say this was the ending we were getting into, so I'm just gonna make it so they can't fast forward it. Like none of the movie can they hit fast forward. You can only go play. You can't follow shit either. <laughs> oh goddamn! This last one's hell. Lastly, how much will you charge your guests? $50? $100? $250? All this is per night. Or they'll pay me in other ways. I'm going to go with $100 per night. You know, people don't really flinch at $100 a night. They'll flinch at $250. And then at $50, they'd be like, what's wrong with your hotel? So you got to go in the middle. I'm in the middle of the woods. You pay me $50 a night. You're paying me to kill you. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. This is so weird. So y'all want to hear about my ghost? Yes. My ghost name is Jeremiah. He likes to dress like a pirate. Oh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah thinks he is a pirate, though he was actually a mailman during his life on Earth. He's taken up the pirate life in the afterlife. And if you don't address him as matey, he'll make you walk the plank. Oh. All right, so I got Jocelyn, the cute but creepy child. Nobody knows how Jocelyn died, but she likes to carry around a teddy bear and never brushes her hair. She stands in the hallways at night and just stares at people. Rumor has it she tried to kill your guest a couple of times. Damn, don't try to beat me to it. <laughs> All right, well... That was a fun little game. If you guys want to play along, you can find this game in the show notes. And if you um, would like for us to know who your ghost is, then let us know either in our DMs or on Twitter or, you know, on the poster. The cover art. Yes, there we go. The cover art <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> all right you guys it is the end of the month so you know what that means it's, it's a survivor show 
June. It's on. We're here to rock y'all. Wait. Girl, what? Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, first off, we have Jazz from Girl That's Scary. Jazz, I know you wouldn't be in this hotel. I know you wouldn't have let somebody not cut the radio up and keep on driving. I know. It's okay. We ain't got to we need to talk about it. Next up, Bianca. Bianca, I, I also know you too wouldn't have been with this shit. Ain't nobody gonna sit here in the car and swerve to miss no goddamn rat. It was a raccoon. It was a rat. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> rat. I can't believe they was in the car arguing about that. Next up, Brandon. Brandon, look, I hope you got us. Like old buddy had his, had Amy. That's all I got to say. Don't let me die. Um, You can protect Ashley and John A too, but really just don't let me die. Please. Next up, we have Sheree and Trent from A Nightmare on Fear Street. I don't know why, but I get the vibes that y'all was the ones wearing the mask. <laughs> wow I, I say that with love but I know y'all with the shit <laughs> wow that's a compliment coming from me <laughs> next up Cole listen Cole we ain't got to hold each other. I know you got the camera. I know you was the motherfucker recording. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry they wouldn't give you the knife, homie. I'm sorry they only gave you the camera. Quandria. Listen, if you was forced to be a telephone operator, I know you would give us better voice than the motherfucker on that line. <laughs> Talking about you got to keep your you got to keep calm or you're not going to make it, Mr. Fox. I know you got a better one-liner than that. You better go on an infamy. <laughs> Our friends, Rhea and Ace over at Dank and Deadly. Now, y'all ain't got a lot of me. I know y'all somewhere sparking up in the control room watching all the mayhem happen. Cody. Wait, who am I kidding? Cody, you would be the unsuspecting mechanic. I already got it in my head. You come up with a sparkler and we wouldn't even think shit was wrong. <laughs> Nita. Nita, I don't know why, but I feel like you'd have been like the trucker, except you wouldn't even pick up picking up the snuff films. You would have just been going on about your way. You would have seen us knocking at the window like, help us. And you would have got back in your truck and left. Like, all right, all right, bye. Why <laughs> you leave us to die, Nita? <laughs> Why did you leave us to die? Oh, my gosh. And last but certainly not least, Donnell. You know what, Donnell? I ain't going to hold you. And this moment in time, um, being top flight security of the world, I just don't know. 
if you would let me die or not. I hope you wouldn't let me die, but I feel like you wouldn't be like the police officer telling me to get in the car. Um, you would have just left me. <laughs> <laughs> like the truck driver in goddamn... Oh, why am I going blank? Oh, like the truck driver in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he left the bitch, he just ran off and left her. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. You said not today, Satan, and just left us on our own. Left the oh car and everything. Rent you. You don't found your way back to that little town 30 miles, 30 minutes away. And that's it for our survivor shout outs. If you want to be added to our tents of exclusive survivors, join us on Patreon. We have packages as low as $3 a month, and we're always dropping stuff on Patreon every single week. All right. Um, I think that's about it in the queue line. So um, it's time for us to get into 2007's vacancy. This isn't the interstate. I took a shortcut. I don't know. Did you hear that? Hear what? The engine just made a noise. Is that something? Do you think they're closed? Since 1957. Okay, I think that we're headed south. I mean, you know, eventually we've got to... Oh, God! Sorry. Sorry. I was just closing up. What do you think? I can't fix it till the morning. How can I help you folks? I think we'll stay here. I'm slipping in my clothes. Never should have gotten off the interstate. We've had our tetanus shots, right? This looks like a real library of classics. If this really gets the honeymooners in the mood, well, the least they could do is give us a little porn. David? What is it? Look at that room from the movie. David, is that this room? Can't be real. I think it is. Oh my god. Everywhere. We gotta find another way out of here. We can't go in there. We don't know what's in there. We don't have any choice. showed everything i felt eh about the trailer that's how i felt about the trailer and i realized that i had never seen it and i probably would never have watched this movie if i had saw the trailer the trailer literally started off telling you what the fuck happened the car breaks down you like you ain't gonna let them be curious about what happens nope. nothing nope. you're just gonna tell us everything and yep. and they literally did they seen him finding the camera Mm-hmm. Every you like, baby, you ain't leave no surprises. None, none. 
this trailer was just like all the other trailers. You saw the whole movie. Yep. In two minutes and 13 seconds. That, that's pretty quickly. That's a pretty quick turnaround time to find out what the fuck happens in this film. You know, not only did they have a long ass trailer, they had long ass opening credits. What the fuck was up with those opening credits? I thought my Hulu was fucked up and didn't start from the beginning of the movie. I thought that I had like started at the end because you know, sometimes streaming services be weird. And those credits were almost three minutes long. That's how I literally started this shit off. I said after a long ass credit sequence. Why? Because that shit, you were just like, um, are we are we done yet? I was confused. I was confused. I thought they had hidden messages in them or something. I went back. <laughs> I was like, maybe I missed it. Maybe they made the shape of the hotel. <laughs> Not made the shape of the hotel. <laughs> I would like say you just saw them stack all together or some shit, but no. You ain't miss shit. Nothing. <laughs> It was just a damn near three-minute title sequence. You're like, that leads into the license plate of a car. And you think you confused, because I was. I was like, you know how many times I watched that to make sure I was seeing this shit right? I was like, let me go back, because clearly I I must have went to the bathroom and didn't remember that I had this movie playing. Oh, my gosh. Well, fuck it. We're introduced to a very lucky raccoon. Who they kept arguing was a mouse or a rat or some shit. Um, who sparked an argument between David and Amy, a married couple who got serious fucking issues, okay? If this car ride didn't tell you that there was something wrong, I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> we discovered the couple is lost because we don't left the interstate to avoid traffic and the car is making some fucked up noises and they did not cut the radio up either. Step number one: If the car is making noises that you don't understand, you cut the radio up. You don't. You don't listen to it. You don't let that bother you. You don't let that break your soul. You just cut the volume up, let it drown out the noise, and you can't just keep driving. They don't know y'all. They don't know. And after some tense conversation, we decided to pull over at a suspicious gas station. It looks like it's been closed since 1957, even with the great gas prices. I just want to know, like, trucker pills? Trucker pills? What the fuck are trucker pills? Like... I thought he was talking about dick pills. I don't know why, because that's the only kind they have in the truckers. <laughs> right? And then this is when I was like, girl, you were so disgusted with your husband. It's not even funny. Like. This whole beginning, it's like the first 30 something minutes of the film. All you see is them disgusted with each other. Mm -hmm. Literally until shit hits the fan. And even after that, they hate each other. Yep. There is no love here. Because. Even when they in the car, they still fucking arguing over the map. They don't even notice the nigga just popping up in the window because they're too busy arguing. And guess what? He just makes the argument worse because he lets them know they lost and Downey like 30 minutes the other way. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When he decides to take a look at the, at the engine, we find out he got a receding widow's peak. 
I'm sorry. I could oh not let gosh. that shit go. Could not let it go because he's like, I'm going to help y'all and takes off the cap and there's a receding widow's peak. And you're like, where the fuck is your hair, man? Um, That's why you should have known you couldn't trust him. But fuck it. He goes under the hood and tells them that it's just a bent fan belt. It's okay. Everything is fine. And while all this is on, all this is going on, we see Amy sitting in the car, wiping away tears after looking at the photo of a child. We assume it's their child. We don't really know. We assume also that he's not alive anymore because why else would you be looking in the picture in the car crying we don't know but that's what we assume but we get back in the car we wish him what we give him well wishes we give him some money he give us a sparkler and we're on our way but we don't get very car very far because um car just a fucking clunks the fuck out because they didn't cut the radio up this is this is what you get for listening to the noises in your car and it just fucking stops i just why was she so disgusted with him for wanting to buy him buy her sparklers when it was clearly making her happy like i guess i should buy you sparklers now and just drops the sparkler out the window girl it's a lot of resentment i can tell you that i am just as petty when i'm angry and when i see that you see that you've made me happy I'm a fuck over it too. Y'all pray for Jose. Wow. Um, yeah, our fights last a long time. And so one of us um, is the bigger person and tells the other one that we're being a toddler. And then has to talk out the argument about how I'm not a toddler. I have emotions and I express them in toddler like ways. But you know what? Fuck it. After more arguments, literally fucking arguing in a car that's not even working. <laughs> and it's hilarious to the point where he goes out to try to see if the car is working. He's like, can you check it for me? She's just like, it's not going to work. I don't understand how you have an argument about starting a car, but they fucking did it and they did it well. I mean, um, when you're going, I know we haven't gotten to this point yet. But when you're going through a divorce, you argue about every fucking thing. This didn't make no fucking sense. They was literally arguing about everything. Oh, God damn. But you know what? They decide after more arguments that they need to set off down the road back to the gas station slash motel. And we discover while they're walking that the child in the photo is Charlie and he's no longer with us. And it's a very serious point of contrition in their very volatile relationship. Because she coming for the jugular every time he mentioned that motherfucking name. Every time. Poor thing. God damn. Um, the pair eventually make it, make it to the Pinewood Motel, where they are greeted by the screams of a woman. And they fight over ringing the fucking bell. And we are greeted by the happy-go-lucky worker, Marvin. Um, Marvin was so friendly, y'all. It was a great little scene where he's just so friendly about telling them they got a phone um, that takes dimes. They need their credit. They need their. Why did I write credit card? They need their license so he can write it all down. But sadly, they don't take cards. And he gives them a what the fuck look when David asks him about taking dimes as a form of payment. And I appreciate that because that's the look everybody gives them. But his compensation for with what the fuck room what the fuck look he upgrades them to the honeymoon suite 
Because he what told him it was $2 extra. He said, fuck that shit. I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all have it. And he warns him about the fact that the door kind of sticks sometimes. And they kind of set off at the hotel room. And as soon as they're out, we get this ominous pan shot. And he goes back in to watch the screen, to listen to the screaming. Starts right as soon as he leaves out the door. So I'm with the wife. I would not have rang that bell. Like, no. I hear screaming. I don't care what the fuck it is. No, that didn't sound good at all. And also, the manager was a dickhead for counting out dimes only to be like, oh, it's no point of even calling them anyway because they're closed. Then why the fuck would you ask me to give you, why would the fuck would you let me ask you to give me change? And then why would you sit there and waste your time counting out the fucking dimes? Like, you waste not only my time, but you wasted your time as well. He ain't got nothing but time. No, okay. It work. No. It might have just occurred to him. But that's actually really smart, though, that they didn't take cards. I mean, why would you if you don't want any physical record of the fact that that's what I'm saying? People? That's smart. That the dumb thing is, smart. they keep they get their license, but I guess that's smart so they can you know give them credits in the snuff films. No, I think it's so that they have no record of them even being there. So it's like, if you find dead bodies and there's no records, like there's no license on them, then how are you supposed to know who it is? And then by the time that you send it off for dental records, you know? But he only takes it from one person. He doesn't take it from both. So one of them, and this is their husband and wife, she could still have her license on. That's true. also makes it hard to leave because who's gonna want to leave without their license they're gonna be like that girl last last week oh i can't leave without my staff a license don't drive a car that's what i was taught (laughs) (laughs) you were taught that too um you know what the couple makes it back to the room and they try to unwind in this dirty ass place comparing uh listen y'all they were even arguing over who was gonna sleep with the most clothes on this bitch talking about I'm asleep clothes and he's like, I'm asleep with my shoes on. What? But then he sat there and undid his shoes. So I'm confused. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. But you know what? Fuck it. Because we're interrupted because a lot of strange shit starts going on. The phone keeps ringing. Someone keeps knocking on the door and it goes from door to door. First it was the front door. Then it was the side door. Then they went from knocking motherfucking banging and he act like he a, a badass y'all so a slight spoiler he ain't no badass so he tried to run out the room later he got stabbed the fuck up soon as he tried to be the hero you can't do shit mister you can't do a goddamn thing but anyways going back to this shit so he decides to like threaten him be the tough guy and then he goes to the lobby because why you go get the manager and he informs him that something is wrong. But he just tells him, you know, don't even worry about it. It's nothing. It's probably some drunk college kids. But I will go take a look at it for you. And he just happily takes that answer and walks the fuck off. So I got to go back a little bit because that was a big ass bug when a light switch. And also, that brown water came out the sink. 
just just nasty. Also, that first bang on the door. Why did it sound like a whole gunshot to me? The very first one? It sounded like a shotgun. You might have been with them. (laughs) You never, they really with the shit. (laughs) And he annoyed me because why you keep opening the front door? Like, the peephole don't work. But then again, why you might use the peephole and lose your eye. But like, I feel like opening the whole door is even worse because now somebody can bust their ass up in there. It's just, just a lot of shit. But fuck it. We go back to the room and David's getting comfortable. He's going through the DVD collection. My bad, y'all. It's the videotapes. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to the videotape collection and discovers a bunch of snuff films. He's like, they can't even give us porn? Sir, what? I mean, that seems on brand for a honeymoon suite to have porn in it. Especially like in a seedy motel. Yeah, because he was like, this really gets the couples going. And I'm like, I get that we're being sarcastic. And I get this supposed to be a honeymoon suite. And I get you found snuff films. But you should really be more concerned about this. I'm not getting concerned. I'm getting a lot of jokey joke, kiki ka ha ha. But you know what we got? We got titties. We that we did. And he just kind of goes through the films and it doesn't dawn on him for a second that he's watching what he's watching. And even little Amy on the bed talking about, can you cut that shit down so I don't have to hear it? And I guess out of pure spite, he notices that it's the same fucking room. Like he really starts peeping out that that's in the same curtains. That's the same bedspread. This the same motherfucking TV. Oh shit, Amy, we got a problem. Yeah, the problem was that he sniffed the remote before he got up to walk towards the TV. That was nasty. That's before they started wiping down the remotes. He was just checking to see how clean it was. That's nasty. <laughs> it was nasty as fuck. Um, and this is when they kind of noticed that shit is wrong. First of all. They don't know what the fuck's happening. They don't know why Amy fucking Apple is still in this room. The same one that she fucked up in Not the car. Not still in the room. It was never in the room to begin with. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said still in the room. I just said it was fucked up. It was in the car when she fucked herself up. She was like, why don't you bite it like a normal person? Them arguing again. Um, But now the Apple's in the room. The window in the bathroom is nailed the fuck shut. Y'all, they fucked. I was annoyed because how are you not going to tell her that there was cameras in the vents? The way they was arguing, I just don't think Ben Fade needed to get around to it. And just before I skip past this, I just want to point out that we discover right before all this shit's happening that they get a divorce. Yep. They, they didn't tell them, they didn't tell the folks while they were at the anniversary party. They're talking about how weird it was. They didn't tell them, but they want everybody to be happy. Um, but they was going to announce it once the papers were signed and finalized. So in case you didn't notice why they were fighting cats like cats and dogs, because they're not going to be together much longer, or so we thought. But I don't think they leaped in each other after the end of this film. Trauma makes you bond. I don't know. I would not have left his ass anyways. I can't fucking stand you. Um, so they end up deciding that they're going to they gonna try to leave. I don't know why they're going to try to leave. They even discuss how. 
this is a badass idea because they know that they're listening. They know that they're watching them. But fuck it. We're going to head for the trees. Guess what, y'all? They're greeted by masked men and they got to force their way back into the fucking room because when I say they are literally greeted by masked men, it's a motherfucker by the trees. It's a motherfucker by the truck. This motherfucker doing the get out run towards them. And they got to tightail it back to the room and he bust was that fucking door down. Run. He was running. Um, but fuck it. They they tried to make it. They went back to the room. They discussed how fucked the situation is. And David decides that he needs to run to the motel's payphone. Y'all, I don't know how he thought this was a good idea. I know that she just dropped her cell phone. I know that they just stepped on the cell phone. And I get he's trying to call for help, but you couldn't pay me no good goddamn money to run for no payphone booth. But you know what? They ain't pay him shit. Well, they did the after, but not him. They didn't pay him shit. He ran for the payphone booth. And surprise, surprise, he thought he got 911. No, he didn't get the help desk operator. He got the nigga in the front office. Telling his ass to calm the fuck down before a car runs into the um payphone booth. But don't worry, he gets out in time. He gets out in fucking time. And they go run back to the room. It's a lot of them just running into the room. When they realize, oh wait, I'll pause here before we talk about the truck driver. So while we're in the house, the hotel room chilling, looking like we're fucked, we get a truck driver who pulls in. Yay, we have help. So they're banging on the fucking door, talking about helping them. And he's walking forward, looking like he's concerned and shit. The masked men are behind them. And we're like, oh, shit. They finna kill him. Surprise, surprise. No, he with the shit. He is here to pick up an assortment of snuff films. He looks at them in disgust. Now that was disgusting. (laughs) And walks the fuck off. He gets in his he gets in his truck with his DVDs and leaves them to get circled by the fucking people. I'm like, what the fuck? Terrible. So we're still trapped in this room. We're not wonder- we're wondering what the fuck is gonna happen. How the fuck are we gonna get out of it? But David has really been watching his movies, really been paying attention to the background, and he notices that the films are cut odd. He keeps saying that they keep appearing out of the background, and it doesn't make any sense of where they're coming from. So he keeps watching and discovers that they're coming out of the bathroom. And so after a little, you know, rapitaze on the floor, he finds a trap door. And they decide that they're going to go down there into the lair to those nice little tunnels that are infested with rats. And he has to tell her to shut the fuck up. I just don't understand how you just sticking your head into holes not knowing if someone or something is down there or not. Like, I just... I mean, it worked out, but that did not seem like a good idea. I was fully expecting him to get stabbed in the eye or head cut off or something. I... I didn't think that shit was going to work out for them but apparently it did because they come up on the other side and they're in the manager's lair where they find video monitors everywhere 
So let's just pause this for one second because I didn't mention this part, but I really want to get this out the way and tell y'all that this film was not based on a movie on a, not this film. This film (laughs) was not based on real life events, but there was a real life case where there was someone who wrote anonymously. Uh, not John. I said that word anonymously. Thank you. There was someone who wrote anonymously um, about the case of him having tunnels built under his motel, where people did, weren't aware that he was peeping on them, and to the point that he had video video monitors everywhere watching them. And he said that there was nothing wrong with it because they don't know, so they can't complain. I shit you not that's terrible and that's fucked up and this is why i'll be checking for cameras everywhere i go and i don't stay in cd motels okay yeah they are they don't got into the manager's lair and they see all of the cameras they see the screens for everyone recording them and we think they're about to get saved because amy reaches over and she calls 911 to ask for help She reaches over to call for 911 to ask for help, but before she can get anything out, the manager comes in, so they have to go back down into the hole. Yo, before they came out that hole, she was asking way too many questions and being too talkative for me. Like, y'all are trying not to be detected. Why are you talking so damn much? Like, shut the fuck up. Not even that. Why the fuck are you screaming? He just told you. Not to scream. They can hear you. Don't don't make a sound. And she's literally like, Bitch, it's rats. Which one would you rather deal with? Masked motherfuckers upstairs who want to kill you and have killed plenty of other people so they know what they're doing. Or a couple little mice that don't really give a fuck about you. They just minding their own business in this nasty-ass tunnel because folks been walking in and out of it anyways. The mice are used to it. You're just visitors. They gonna leave you the fuck alone. Makes no fucking sense. But it doesn't fucking matter because... The manager notices that they've been in there because the 911 lady is asking, ma'am, are you still there? I kind of hate that they do that because if you go silent, maybe you shouldn't say anything anymore because they're in a situation where they they can't. But I also get you're trying to get what's going on. But it really fucked them because he realizes that they came through the tunnels. And he sends motherfuckers after them. Two masked men are down in the tunnels with them trying to fuck them up. But they end up in a place where they keep all the cars. And they're trying to board this shit up while all this shit's happening. But lo and behold, guess who comes up? 911 comes in handy because the policeman shows up. Also, I don't know how the fuck this one man strength can you know i was gonna say that like he is so strong like that was unnaturally strong especially if you down in the tunnel like and then also what that old ass police officer gonna do i knew he was gonna get caught. i did too but i had faith in him like they they tried to tell him that was wrong he took a look around he actually did his job I was very proud of this fact. He was like, since I got the call, I need to look in the rooms. And he goes in and he sees a snuff film. He's like, what the fuck is this? Pulls out the pistol. And it wasn't in his cootie. It was actually in the holster. And um, he doesn't have a cootie. He has a booty. You're right. 
but I wanted to keep with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and now the joke don't work. <laughs> and he pulls it out and he, he backs away from the room and the two of them realize that now is their chance to escape. And so they run to him and they're like, please help us because he's about to shoot them. They all get in the car together. He's like, get in the fucking car. And they realize that the car won't start. So this hardworking policeman, I can't believe I used that sentence, um, opens the hood of the car, sees that the cables have been cut, and just as he's closing it, he gets stabbed the fuck up. As the two of them just look in shock and awe. Um, it took them too long to run. Because as soon as I seen that they were behind him and there was no saving him, I would have just took the fuck off. Gotta move quicker than that. And y'all, this is this is honestly the most interesting part of this film after this. Is they decide they don't ran into this another room. I don't know where he got the know know with all to understand how to form the, formulate this plan, but he locks the door. He is David. David locks the door, goes and breaks out the window, sets up a whole fucking scene to make it look like she fled out of the window, and somehow knows that there's a spot in the in the ceiling that she can hide in. Puts her ass up there, tucks her tucks her away, and he's gonna go and save them all. Y'all, this this didn't work out how we thought it was though, because as soon as he opened the door, he gets stabbed the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Saps up, saps up, that instantly. And <laughs> I really thought that they were gonna get her right there and there though, because she was not doing a good job of um staying quiet after he done told her to stay the fuck quiet, don't make no noise. She even said, "Oh my god," or something like that when he was mm-hmm. getting stabbed. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't very smart, not smart at all. And Mason appears with his camera recording the whole thing. The whole stabbing, the whole incident. He's loving this shit. And Amy stays up in the rafters for a little while, but she realizes that if they're going to get out, it has to be her. So she goes out of the ceiling. She runs and finds the car. Mind you, she stayed there the whole entire night. She waited until the sun rose before she got about the ceiling. That's That's some classic shit. Um, She gets in the car and she tries to drive off. When she jumped down from the ceiling, one of the niggas was behind her. And old buddy just fucking appears on the sunroof, like ready to fuck her up. Sight on scene, don't bust this bitch out. And her being the terrible driver that she is, because we she didn't drive any of this route to get here, to get this, this position. She just says, fuck it, um, ends up killing her and the other guy by pinning him to the, because he just appeared out of nowhere, honestly nowhere yeah so when the guy ran and jumped on top of the car he was choking her out while she was trying to drive away she ends up driving in circles and then when the other guy runs out the room she rams into him and they both die and we not, find out the one pinned into the car dying all pathetic it's the mechanic it's the sparkler guy and he he takes a second to die it ain't like torturous but it's torturous Looks like he does not like his death and it's coming to him in a hard-ass way. But fuck it. She tries to run to the reception area to get help. And guess who's there? Mason. 
And y'all, this is the most cursed out fucking scene between fuck you and bitches mm-hmm. that I have ever heard because the fight between these two legendary because Mason was fucking her ass up he was while cussing her out the whole fucking time and he so it, it wasn't funny but it was fucking funny how he was just his friendly ass voice saying you know you bitch look at me look at me look at the camera look at the camera but he is just so into his little act that while she's trying to fight back, he ends up throwing her ass in the revolver and he dies in an unseasoned version of Set It Off. Because when he got shot in the chest, he made the same the same facial bunch up expression. You can't tell me that didn't happen. Oh my god. It did. It, it did fucking happen. Um... Then she she takes the nicest nicest thing she can do. She goes and runs to David, sees that he he not he with us, but he might not be with us for much longer. Um, she ends up finding going back, getting the fucking telephone cord. The old buddy was gonna strangle her ass with, with while he was trying to look at him, and calls nine one one so she can get help because she don't want to lose David. And then we go back to David. She runs back to him, smothers him with kisses. We get this nice wide ankle shot. And then some dramatic ass music plays and the movie ends. You know, it always takes near-death experiences to save marriages. Ratings. So this movie got 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.9 out of 5 on later Letterboxd. And 82% of Google users like this movie. I want to point out that something that a lot of the articles I was reading said this movie just came out at a bad time. There was a what, lot of... Hmm? What part of the year was it released? It came out when Disturbia came out, Fracture and Blades of Ooh, Glory. Disturbia. I love that movie. So it, it was a bad time for this movie, honestly, because of all... Blades of Glory... Even though I haven't ever seen it, I know a lot of motherfuckers liked it. Disturbia. That's Disturbia. Disturbia shits on this movie, okay? I I know, but we don't speak against Halle Berry. We love that movie. It's just this film came out at a bad time, honestly. And I think that's why it has to look. Wait, what? I thought Disturbia was uh, the, the Shia LaBeouf movie. I'm thinking of Gossipa. Right, I was like, wait, what? I don't know why. (laughs) For some reason, I was mixing the Rihanna video for Disturbia with Gothica. And so I was seeing that movie in my mind's eye, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, Disturbia shits on this movie. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed Disturbia. I, I did too now that I know which movie I'm talking about. But um that's the reason why it didn't it didn't fare so well. But that's probably that why sense. all the, the Google users liked it, but the movie rating is so goddamn low. Yeah. Except Letterbox. I don't I don't get it. Um so I would have to say I'd give this film I'm not watching it again. <laughs> um I thoroughly loathe the characters. Um I'm talking about it before giving the rating. I thoroughly loathe the characters in the best of ways. I love the manager. He's fucking fantastic because he gave you 
it gave you voice and attitude. Um, but everything else, god damn, I hated watching them argue because it, it really looked like they hated each other. So I'm gonna give it a smooth 65. I just out getting everything at 70. 65 tickets. Um, so okay. I enjoyed this watch. It was my first watch, and the suspense did get me. Like there was some spots where my heart was racing. Like when it like I can't really explain what spots my heart racing now, but like yeah, there was there was some moments when I was like, okay, this is, this is a little bit too much. But um, even though the suspense was too much, it wasn't enough. And for that reason, I'm gonna give this movie 70 tickets. It was a cool little cool little ride. Um, you know. I enjoyed it, you know, you know, you know, you know. What up, y'all? I definitely miss you all. I will be back for the next episode, so see you next time in the park but let's go ahead and get into my thoughts on 2007's vacancy so on the surface we're pretty much dealing with this isolation type horror about a couple being trapped and tormented by zanies right but when you think about it the execution of the movie kind of makes it stand out against everything else that was happening around the time I know that um, this didn't really get that many rave reviews and don't think I'm about to be here being Captain Sabaho. I'm not. But let's let's just talk about it because, you know, I love to talk to you guys. So let's talk about it. This was post Saw, you know, 2004 Saw came out. And for the most part, we could say it kind of kick-started this and I don't want to say torture porn because I honestly don't believe that the first saw movie the first one <laughs> is torture porn it's not at all if you rewatch it you'll be like oh wow you're right it's not because it's not but from around like from when saw dropped to about like 2010 we were getting hella nihilistic movies where the villain wins or we get this very bleak ending like no, it was not happy at all you know what i'm saying so um this ushering in this new era of mean-spirited horror kind of you know fell in line with what Scream did after it dropped in all of the movies that we were getting after that I say that to say that Vacancy does pretty much what the first Saw does which you know is very Hitchcock and it's not really showing you the horror you're kind of going off of the reactions of the characters and that's where you're getting your type of you know scares from if you will think about like sinister or um there's another movie but i can't think of it right now where there's a guy watching videotapes but you don't see what happens on the tapes but you just see his reaction but just like sinister it's almost like that you know from the credits and so on and so on and so on you're fully counting on seeing this go left but you don't and the scare is basically in what you think is going to happen so the motivation of the killers works for me. The killers don't immediately attack their victims because they need that scared content. So you know, plenty of times in horror movies, we like, well, why you just ain't killed them right then and there? Like, you could have did it. This works as to why they're sitting there tormenting them, torturing them, and blah, 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 blah. As for David and Amy, they are fed up with each other's shit, and they don't have time for other people's shit. So, you know, it's a great sandwich, if you ask me, because 
this will lead to my park recommendation, which is 2008's The Strangers, because it's literally the same movie. It's just flipped. The Strangers focuses more kind of on the killers, whereas this movie focuses more on the victims. You know what I'm saying? So the ending is... Yeah. <laughs> Amy doesn't actively kill the attackers. It's all an accident. Like, you know, she was just trying to get out. Just because she got uh, ambushed through the sunroof and she ends up killing both of them, she does actively kill the manager. And then we all know that David survived. So, you know, we kind of, it's not a happy ending because they, like, went through hell and high water. But it was death that was, like, tearing them apart, the death of their son, and now it was near death that's bringing them back together. So, I mean, it's a cool little ride. I This is one I would see all the time <laughs> on Netflix or on some streaming service, never thought to watch it. But I think I'm just going to give this one, and when I say this, it's not because it was bad. It was just, all right, this is, all right. So I'm going to give it 55 tickets. I cannot wait to see you guys next time. But now I have to go and I'm going to hand this back to Johnny and Brittany. See ya. Thanks for riding. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. All right. I know you got something crazy for me this week. What you got? Nope. Not even, not even like that. I want the, the 188 number back. Okay. And I want it for us, though. I want us to have the number where you can call and you hear folks screaming in the background while it alternates between me, you, and Ashley describing attractions at the park. And I don't mean like people screaming because they're having a good, to good time at the park. But I mean, like you hear people screaming because they're having a good time at the park and then you hear one blood curdling scream. And one of us is just like, ignore that, ignore that. <laughs> I actually like that. That's pretty cool. I don't have any souvenirs this week. I don't want anything from the CD motel. And um, yeah. With that being said, let's get into our park announcements. Yeah, I'm not doing the Ashley clap. But you guys... This is the last movie for the month of August. So that means that we've officially wrapped up our theme, Be Our Guest. And I'm kind of sad because that means it's basically September and we're about to close out season two. I know. I'm very sad about this and the fact that August is over. Oh my God. What? Don't you do this to me. You knew it was coming. You knew it was fucking coming. Y'all, it's the end of Brittany's birthday month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before Brittany kills me to death with talking about her birthday. It's let's over get now. Into our theme for September. Now you know we love games here in the park. So our theme for the month of September is let's play a game. And every movie in September features a game that you may or may not win. And by winning, I mean walking away with your life. I mean, with with these games, I honestly wouldn't even want to walk away with my life because these these some fucked up ass games. Because <laughs> one of these movies, I would have rather have died. 
<laughs> All right, so first up, we have Escape Room 2019. Then we have Saw 1, Would You Rather, Cry Wolf, and then last but not least, Ready or Not. We got the motherfucking bride in the house, y'all. Fucking excited. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, the only movie that I've seen in September is Escape Room 2019. So you ain't seen Saw? I probably have, but I don't remember it. I remember Jigsaw and I remember like bits and pieces, but whenever Saw came out, I think that was what? End of middle, end of elementary school, beginning of middle school? What was that, 2004? Mm -hmm. Whenever Saw came out, I still feel like I was too young to like really watch it for real for real now i'll go into it for real for real when we get into that episode but because you're probably gonna think that it's fucked up who introduced it to me but um yeah so i don't really remember i'm pretty sure i probably have seen it but i don't remember and yeah that's about it i definitely have not seen would you rather cry wolf already or not Ooh, you in for a treat this month Yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> and I mean yikes. my kind of treat. I don't mean you you don't want this candy over here. Not not in these movies. Oh my gosh. But guess what, survivors? If you want to keep up with us and see see and hear about all these movies we got coming, come join us on social media. You can find us at D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to see all of these episodes when they drop early. You don't want to get them on Fridays. You want that motherfucking fast pass? Come join us on Patreon. It's only yep. $3. All of our Patreon episodes that have the fast pass, they all drop on Mondays. So you ain't even got to wait. Yep, start off your week with the bang. Don't even got to wait Wait till Friday. You be like, I want my shit early. I want to start my week off with y'all, not end it. We got you. <laughs> You can also email us at destination180podcast at gmail.com to submit survivor submissions. In our email, you can request movies, themes, or provide feedback. And, you know. And you know what? If you just want to cheer Brittany on and be like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Send the email and let me know that I should keep going. Or just now leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We love your to read your reviews but you guys that is it for us in the part today make sure that you come see us next week as we tackle escape room 2019 as of right now it can be found on stars but we'll let you know again next week <laughs> that should be changing right it's been it's been fun august it's been real you gave me great memories you watched me turn 30 but bye-bye, y'all. Bye. -bye,